This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we move further in our adventure in Acts with Moses Part 2, Moses Part 3, Tabernacle versus Temple, Stephen's Martyrdom and Prayer, and Philip Preaches in Samaria. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? Since we are gathered to hear God's word, call upon him in prayer and praise, and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Together as his people, let us take refuge in the infinite mercy of God, our Heavenly Father, seeking his grace for the sake of Christ and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. O unto God. mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins 
As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord. gift of divine peace and of pardon with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. For these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy, Lord have the Lord be with you. Let us pray. O oh God, because your abiding presence always goes with us, keep us aware of our, your daily mercies, that we may live secure and content in your eternal love. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
A reading from Romans chapter 6. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Are we to sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to, to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been set free from sin, you have become slaves of God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. These twelve Jesus sent out, instructing them, Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. When they persecute you in one town, flee to the next. For truly I say to you, you will not have gone through all the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. 
If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sewed for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of much more value than many sparrows. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Jesus. Amen. When Jesus gives us a promise, he is always bringing it to fulfillment. When Jesus gives a promise, he's always there to make sure that it comes to completion in himself. When Jesus gives his word, he makes sure that it is for us and that that word of gospel is gospel even in these frightening days. Our Lord makes promises in order that he may keep them. He promises things and never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's promised to send his church his Holy Spirit. He's promised to give to his church, his bride, the office of the Holy Ministry, to bind and to loose sins. It is this office this office that his chosen ministers, his disciples, now his apostles, his sent ones, are called into and are called out of, to go out into all the world. It is this office that he creates for the sharing, for the proclamation of the good news of forgiveness. But the world does not want to have any of it. The world wants nothing to do with it. Instead of creating, the world wishes to tear down and wishes to destroy. And in that, it really is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. And yet Christ comes and makes promises in that void. He comes to us today to make promises to you, his faithful. And where his promise is, 
there he is quick right behind to follow up and bring that promise to completion. And thank God for that. For if we are left to our own devices, we would leave him and we would forsake him. It is exactly what his disciples did in the Garden of Gethsemane. When pushed to the ropes, they, like us, would fall. But thanks be to God that he does not leave us to fight this fight against the world on our own. Instead, he gives to us his life and his love and his forgiveness. He gives to us his presence and is there with us through it all. He chooses to lavish upon us and continue to give his promise. And he will continue to remain with us to the very end of our days. And so we've entered now into the long green Sundays of the season after Pentecost. They are green because green is the color of growth. For the church, this green life is, and growth is what we call the Christian life. And the Christian life is a lifelong journey with Jesus, but it is also with each other, the body of Christ. It is a journey where Jesus carries us through, moving us along from darkness into light, from death into life, from sin into forgiveness. A life begun in the waters of his holy baptism for you, marking you with his own holy name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, on your forehead and on your heart, with water and with his word. It is a journey that we make with Christ, but we also make it together. We make it together as the sick, sin-filled children of a merciful and loving Father who has given his only begotten Son to die for you, for all of your sickness, for all of your sin. And so this morning, living in and learning more about the Christian life, Jesus continues to make to us promises. To paraphrase our gospel this morning, Family will turn against family, and you will be hated because of me, Jesus says. That's a promise, a promise that is not easy for his followers to hear and doesn't make our lives any easier but harder. It isn't a glamorous life until the final end when Christ calls us to be in his glory. He promises that you will be persecuted from town to town, but expect nothing less. For if they hate your master, why should they not also hate you? You should expect nothing less. The world hates Jesus. They want nothing to do with him. And because the world hates him, the world hates you also. They hate you down all the way to your blood-washed, cruciformed core. As he continues to make this promise to you, he makes it to his whole church. And because of that, it doesn't make recruiting new Christians or even future church workers that much easier, that much fun to do. Come along and join in the fun, we say. Be hated, be persecuted, and probably die. The seminary's next recruitment campaign. <laughs> and yet this is the life the Lord has called us into. This is the life that he has called for us to live together. But he doesn't end his promise there. He doesn't just give it in the negative that they will hate you. 
No, he promises all the way through, all the way through the hatred, all the way through the persecution, all the way through the dying, that he is there with you through it all. For your life is more valuable than many sparrows. He knows you so intimately, so personally. He knows every hair on your head. Fear not those who will kill your body, but cannot touch the soul. They may be able to end your life in this world, but that is not your end. You have a life wrapped up with Jesus in heaven. And no one, no one can take that away from you. And in this all, in this dying and this persecuting and being hated, we are called to do one thing, to remain faithful. To remain faithful and to speak his words into this, the darkness of this world. For what he has already spoken in the darkness, we are called to speak into the light. We are called to endure to the end. Fear not, for you have a Savior who makes these promises to you and who actually keeps them, who actually brings them to fulfillment. Beloved, our Lord Jesus Christ has died for your sins and taken on the punishment that you rightfully deserve. Unlike the gods of this world, unlike the gods who wish to lavish upon themselves praise and glory, he continues to dwell with you each and every day of your life. He remains with you and he remains for you. And as he is for you, you have nothing at all to fear. For no one can take your life from you. For you are bound up in heaven with Christ, and it is there that he is and is calling you to be at home with him in your final day. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Gracious Father, through your Son's sacrificial death, you have called people out of every nation for your own possession. Make your Church strong and healthy through sound teaching and compassionate service, that your word may conform us to your image and that your church may be supplied with servants of your grace and mercy. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Heavenly Father, diminish long-standing hatreds among the nations of the world and enable us all to put away the grudges over past wrongs. Watch over all refugees as they flee violence and poverty at home. In every country, expose injustice and grant that the rule of law be equally applied to the meek and to the mighty. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. Gracious Lord, grant help to all those in need. Where there is hunger and thirst, grant sustenance. Where there is lack of clothing and shelter, bring garments and homes. Where there is misery and suffering, raise up hope and healing. Where there is prejudice and imprisonment, Open hearts to the truth and free the oppressed. Open our eyes to see the downtrodden and move our hearts and hands to show mercy to all who are in need. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. 
God of all mercy, as we gather at your altar, grant us a firm trust in your gracious promises, so that we may not partake of this sacrament for judgment, but for forgiveness and eternal life. And when our last hour comes, grant us a blessed end, that we may join the saints and angels in their never-ending hymn of praise. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, for the countless blessings you have so freely bestowed on us and all creation. Above all, we give you thanks for the boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we may not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, 
all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and have given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. In your righteous judgment, you condemn the sin of Adam and Eve, who ate of the forbidden fruit, and you justly barred them and all their children from the tree of life. Yet in your great mercy, you promised salvation by a second Adam, your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord and made his cross a life-giving tree for all who trust in him. We give you thanks for the redemption you have prepared for us through Jesus Christ. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may faithfully eat and drink of the fruits of his cross and receive the blessings of forgiveness, life, and salvation that come to us in his body and blood. Hear us as we pray in his name and as he has taught us. Our Father, Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in the true faith, the life everlasting. Go in his peace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace.